celebrate Easter. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you that because of this Easter, because of every Easter, every day is Easter. I pray now that you'll show us by your word how that can be true for us, each of us, every one of us, how the resurrection of Jesus can change our lives as it has for 20 centuries, starting now, here, today. I pray for me and for us, in Jesus' name, amen. And so now we're joining Christians, more than 2 billion Christians all over the world on this Sunday where the pastor says he is risen and the people say he is risen indeed. He is risen. risen And that is the case to the glory of God. So let's start with this. This is the Museum of Failure. You might not have known such a thing existed. I didn't know that. It's only been open for two weeks now. It's a traveling exhibition, but it's in Brooklyn now in New York City for two weeks. It's an innovative disaster zone. What it does is show you the risks involved in innovation. 159 different products that failed. Here's an example. That's a DeLorean. Now, if you're a fan of the Back to the Future stuff, you think, well, hey, why would that be there? That was a great success in movie time, right? Only 9,000 of those sold before the company went bankrupt back in 1982. That's the DeLorean. This is New Coke. Anybody old enough to remember New Coke? So yeah, years ago, they decided they should change the formula. So they came out with Coke 2 or New Coke. It was going to be the big new thing. All the old Coke was going to go away. It lasted 79 days. Before there was such an uproar, they went back to the old Coke, the original Coke. Now I guess you can only get it there. Colgate decided to make frozen dinners. Who thought that was a good idea? Does it taste like toothpaste? Maybe you don't have to brush your teeth when you're done. I don't know what the thinking was there. Coors decided to make bottled water. So you buy it thinking it's beer and it's water. How's that going to end, right? How is that a good idea? This was even worse. This is pet water. On the left side is thirsty cat. And the subtitle says tangy fish flavor. On the right is Thirsty Dog, and it says Crispy Beef Flavor, Bottled Water. What a good idea. In the Museum of Failure. Here's another example, Yogurt Shampoo. Yeah, shampoo made with, I guess you could eat breakfast while you're shampooing. I don't know what the thinking was. And this was my favorite, Harley Davidson Perfume. Not cologne. I might, I might get that a little bit. Perfume. And it's got the French Oi de Toilette, or however you say that, for Harley-Davidson perfume. That didn't go well either. Well, my question would be, what's in your museum of failure? What's in your life you're glad's not on the screen? What stories do you have you're glad we don't know? We all have them, don't we? What is it in your life you wish you could change? What is it in your life where you need Help, forgiveness, strength, encouragement. What's inside you? Well, this guy's not going to help much. Glad for bunny rabbits, glad for Easter egg hunts. I've got grandkids. I get it. I think that's awesome. Easter money's not the point, right? The point is that 20 centuries ago, Jesus of Nazareth rose from the dead. He is alive, and therefore, anything he could ever do, he can still do. That's my point today. Anything Jesus ever did, he can still do. If he ever healed, he can still heal. If he ever forgave, he can still forgive. If he ever led, he can still lead. If he ever spoke, he can still speak. Where do you need Easter? 
in your life? That's the question. How can it be Easter every day? Well, I want to tell you a story. This is the island of Patmos. Can't really tell very much on the map, I suppose, up there unless you're up close. It's way over to the northwest corner of that map of the western coast of what we call Turkey today. Patmos is an island. It's about seven and a half miles long, six miles wide. It's crescent-shaped. It was the Alcatraz of the ancient world. That's where the Romans sent prisoners they didn't want to execute for whatever reason. And it was to this Alcatraz at the end of the first century that they sent Jesus' best friend, the beloved disciple, the disciple John. The John that wrote the Gospel of John in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. By this time, the Romans have figured out killing Christians isn't stopping Christianity. So they decided they would silence John instead by sentencing him to this prison island, this Alcatraz. Now, the internet wasn't very good out there in those days. Didn't have a lot of way to get communication out. So they thought they were shutting John up. By this time, an elderly man, by sending him out to this island, essentially to die. John is living in this cave. Doesn't look like that in his day, of course. I'll explain that in just a little bit. This is where the apostle John was. It's where he lived. If you could look, I, don't, I can point it out very well, but about two-thirds of the way over, there's that kind of silver disc-looking thing in the wall. That's where John put his hand when he got up and down. Next to that, see where that tapestry is and there's kind of a shelf there? That's where his disciple Prochorus took the dictation of the book of Revelation. It was in that cave that John met Jesus and received the revelation. How do we know that? I'll get to that in just a second. Well, here's the story. Revelation 1, verse 9. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit. He was worshiping on the Lord's day. First reference to Sunday is the Lord's day. On the Lord's day. I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, loudest noise you could make in the first century, saying, write what you see in a book, send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamum and Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea. Those were seven cities in kind of a circular rotation in the western part of modern-day Turkey. Revelation 2 and 3 is written to those seven churches. I actually wrote a book on the seven churches some years ago. Got to tour all of those places in Turkey. Some of them are still cities. A lot of them are just ruins today. But in John's day, they were thriving cities. On the western edge, western part of Turkey, where John is 40 miles off the coast. All right? And John is told to write these letters as he's standing in this cave. Well, the one speaking to him is the risen Lord Jesus. John can't get to Jesus, so Jesus comes to John. John can't get to his church, so the Christ comes to John. And when John sees the Christ of Easter, the risen Christ, he says, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not. In the Greek, stop being afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. Sixty years after Easter, it's Easter again. Sixty years after Christ is risen from the dead, the risen Christ appears to John again. Easter every day. So how can that be true for us? What does that mean? How does that work? How is it that it's Easter every day? How is it that the risen Christ can still do today anything he could do then? Well, let me give you some specific examples. First of all, the risen Christ still changes lives. 
changed John's life in the island of Patmos, in that cave. John starts sharing the gospel with his fellow jailers, with his fellow prisoners, with his jailers, with the people living on that Alcatraz of the day. And a church starts in that cave. Twenty centuries later, that church still meets in that cave. One of my trips to Patmos happened to be a Sunday morning. Our group was asked to wait outside the cave. There was another group inside. The group got ready to leave. We started to come in. We saw them walking out single file, holding folding chairs into their arms, kind of like the chairs you're sitting in. That was John's church. Still worshiping in the cave because the risen Christ still changes lives. You hear quite often in the news how the church is dying around the world. It's not true. Give you some examples. Christianity in sub-Saharan Africa has grown in the last hundred years from 9% to 45%. Over the last century, Christians in Africa grew from 10% of the population to nearly 500 million today. Do you know that by 2030, China will have more Christians than any other nation in the next seven years? When I was in Beijing, they told me that they think 100,000 come to Christ every day in the People's Republic of China, in the underground church there. More Muslims have come to Christ in the last 15 years than the previous 15 centuries, many after seeing visions and dreams of Jesus. I could take the rest of the day and tell you stories, experiences I have had with Muslims in Bangladesh and in Turkey and in Egypt, experiences with other ministries with which I have worked, God working in the Muslim world. Google that. Not now, but when you get home, Muslim dreams of Jesus, Muslim visions of Jesus. I've told the story. There's actually a ministry in Egypt right now. Jesus is appearing to so many Egyptians in visions and dreams in a white robe that they're taking out billboards that say, have you seen the man in white? If so, call this number. And they're calling the number, and Christians are winning people to Christ all over Egypt right now as the risen Christ is still changing lives. By the year 2050, there will be 3 billion Christians in the world, 75% of whom will live south of the equator. The risen Christ is still changing lives. The risen Christ is still speaking to his people, just as he did to John on Revelation in Patmos. Jesus says, when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are to come. Do you need a word from God today? Do you need wisdom? Do you need direction? Do you need counsel? Do you need the Lord to guide you and to speak to you? He's still does that. All he has ever done, he can still do. In a second, we'll talk about what we do for that to be true. But he still does that today. I was talking to a dear friend after the first service. They were members of our church in Dallas, members year before we got there in 98. We've been friends for 25 years. And uh, she was commenting on the fact that she'd never before heard a sermon for Easter on the, out of the book of Revelation. And I told her, well, I've never preached one either. This, I've never preached this sermon before. Last Monday, I was praying, Lord, what do you want me to say next Sunday for Easter Sunday? And very clearly, I sensed, almost taking dictation, that what I'm saying to you is what he wanted me to say. He still speaks if we're just willing to listen. He changes lives. He still declares his truth, and he still heals bodies. Last week, I read this book, Craig Keener. Craig Keener is a world-class New Testament theologian. Very, very specific, particular academician. He wrote an 1,100-page tome on miracles, way too big, way too academic. So he boiled it down into something that's more accessible. It's just out, called Miracles Today. It documents miracles Jesus is performing around the world still today. 
documents them with scientific medical evidence. It's not in the book unless he could document it. This very meticulous scholar, world-class scholar, could document them. He has chapters on blind eyes being healed and cataracts being healed and chapters on various diseases being healed, cancers and other diseases. has chapters on bodies being raised from the dead. I'll get back to that in just a little bit. One of his chapters is on this man, Reverend Dwayne Miller. Dwayne Miller is a Baptist minister. More than 20 years ago, he developed a viral infection which attacked the myelin sheath in his vocal cords and ravaged his vocal cords beyond repair. His voice was reduced to a whisper. He was told he would eventually not even have that. He saw 63 different specialists, and there was no hope. Reverend Miller had to stop pastoring churches. He became a Sunday school teacher at First Baptist Church in Houston, Texas, whispering through a microphone. One Sunday morning, in his Sunday school class, whispering through the microphone, he's teaching on Psalm 103, verse 3, which says, God heals all your diseases. And as he is speaking, God heals his voice. You can hear it on the tape. We didn't have time for it today. I thought about playing it for you today, but it's too long. Go Google Dwayne Miller healing. Listen to the YouTube audio. They recorded it, his Sunday school class. He's told the story on Focus on the Family, on national television. He wrote a whole book about it, started a whole ministry called New Voice out of this. He's now a semi-retired pastor of a church in the Dallas area. You can hear it on the tape. He's rasping. He's whispering. He's talking through this verse. And as he's talking, his voice changes. And it gets stronger and stronger until it's normal. And he starts crying. And you hear clapping on the tape. And his class breaks out in singing the doxology as God heals his voice. All that Jesus has ever done, he can still do because of Easter. Because of Easter. So how does that work for us? How can we experience what Jesus still does. Three things. First of all, worship him. John says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. If Easter is just a Sunday, you're going to miss everything we're talking about today. If it's just a holiday, if it's just a tradition, if going to church is just one of the things your family does, so glad you're here. But this is much more than that. This is about every single day. I think starting your day by getting alone with Jesus. Read his word. Pray. Worship him. Fall at his feet. When last did you fall at his feet? When last were you awed by God? When last did you connect with Jesus? Have you asked him to forgive your sins and be your Lord? Have you made that decision? It's not enough to go to church, not enough to believe in God. There needs to be a personal experience with a personal God. It's kind of like believing in marriage isn't enough to be married, you know? All the years I've been a pastor, I've asked people if they're a couple, are you married? I've never had anyone say, you know, I'm not sure. You know, I might be married. I believe in marriage. I've been to weddings. If you're married, you know it. If you've trusted Christ, you know it. Has there come that time? If not, Easter's the best day of the year. Just get alone with God. Ask, just say, Lord, I ask you to forgive my mistakes and be the Lord of my life and give your life to him. Then tell a Christian what you've done so they can help you take your next steps. And if you've done that, worship him every day. 
Meet him in his word. Meet him in prayer. Start your day. Fall at his feet. Worship him. Then second, trust him. Wherever you need him. Whatever it is you need the risen Christ in your life to do. He laid his right hand on me and said, fear not, stop being afraid in the Greek. I'm the first and the last and the living one. I died. Behold, I am alive forevermore. I have the keys of death and Hades. What's your fear? Where would Jesus lay his right hand on you and say to you, fear not? What guilt or grief or fear or burden or pain is in your life today? What would you trust to him today? As I was preparing all of this and praying through this even this morning, and I came to this part as I was kind of going over this outline, instantly I thought of our four-year-old grandson who's going through leukemia right now. Several of you have asked how he's doing, and he's doing as well as he can be. Thank you. The doctors are pleased with his progress to this point, but it's just awful for a four-year-old to go through leukemia. He's got three years ahead, three hard years ahead. And I felt Jesus' hand on me saying, fear not, fear not. Where do you need Jesus to say, fear not? All he's ever done, he can still do because of Easter. Worship him, trust him, and then last, serve him. He has something for you to do, a way you can help somebody else have Easter every day as well. He said to John, write therefore the things you've seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. He's not going to ask you to write another book of the Bible, but he has something for you. What's your next step of obedience to the risen Christ? If we will every day decide we will worship him, we'll trust him, we'll serve him, then every day's Easter. Because every single day the risen Christ is risen again for us. So I'll close with this example of what I'm talking about. Dr. Chauncey Crandall, world-renowned cardiologist, Studied cardiology at Yale, taught at Duke, then started a private practice in Florida, still teaches at Sinai, New York as well. Travels nationally and internationally lecturing on heart transplant, on interventional cardiology, preventive cardiology. Very strong believer. In the book I was describing, Craig Keener's book, Miracles Today, he's got a whole section devoted to this doctor and the story I'm about to tell. One day, Dr. Crandall is in rounds. He's at his hospital. There's a patient there named Jeff Markin. He's called quickly in, Dr. Crandall. This patient, Jeff Markin, is dying. They worked with him for 40 minutes. They shocked his heart seven times before finally giving up, clinically dead. No brain activity, flat line. The patient has died. They declare the time of death. The doctor writes it down. Dr. Crandall makes the notes for the journal. He moves on with his rounds. The Holy Spirit impresses on him to go back to the deceased patient and pray for God to bring him back to life so we could have one last chance to trust in Christ. He goes back. The nurse is preparing the body for the morgue. Necrosis is already setting in. He prays. He asks his colleague to shock the corpse, and the heart leaps back to life. Six minutes without oxygen deprivation causes permanent brain damage. Jeff Markin was brain dead for 40 minutes. He comes back to life with no physical damage. 
He develops a personal relationship with Dr. Crandall. He comes to faith in Christ. And Dr. Crandall attends his baptism. All that Jesus has ever done, he can still do because of Easter. Will it be Easter for you? Let's pray. Where is it in your life you need the risen Christ to be risen for you? Not just a story, not just a tradition, not just a holiday. Where do you need Jesus to be Jesus for you? Would you first of all worship him? If you haven't asked him to forgive your sins and be your Lord, do it right now. Just say, Lord, I ask you to forgive my mistakes and be the Lord of my life. Give him your life. Trust him as your Savior. And then tell somebody today what you've done so they can help you to grow in your new faith. And if you know you've done that, thank him right now in your own words. Thank Jesus that he's alive in you, that you're the child of God, that you have eternal life. Worship him and thank him for Easter in your life right now. Now, where do you need to trust him? Where do you need to hear him say, fear not? What's the pain, the grief, the worry, the fear? Name it. Put it in his nail-scarred hands. Trust it to the risen Christ right now. And then last, how will you serve him? What's he asking you to do? If you were more obedient to Jesus than you are now, what would that look like? Something you're supposed to do, something you're to stop doing. What's your next step of obedience? So it can be Easter every day. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that because of what you did 20 centuries ago, you're doing it again here now. I thank you that what you did on Patmos, you're doing at Possum Kingdom. I thank you that what you did in that cave you're doing in this chapel. I thank you that you're doing it again right now. I thank you that it's Easter every day. In your holy, blessed name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Happy Easter. He is risen. Amen. God bless.